we're going to go ahead and get right back into it. The Fantasy Island crew here wishing everybody a Merry Christmas. It's Merry Christmas week. We got a Thursday game. We got Saturday slate. And then three games on Sunday, guys, because Sunday is Christmas. So last week we talked about some games, some good matchups. Last week we're going to go over those. And uh, as a whole, just wrapping up the year, it's just been a crazy year, guys. You know, crazy year and all these survivor pools and and all the betting. I just, I know Vegas has been on a roller coaster all year. I mean, some weeks are huge for them. Some weeks are just taking it in the arse. So, I mean, last week you guys did this shit without me because I was incarcerated. I mean, indispensed or whatever they called it. What do you call it? Yeah, I was unavailable. Not incarcerated, unavailable. So I'm going to go ahead and recap your guys' games from last week. You know, Dolphins at the Bills. Obviously, that spread was seven and a half, really giving no respect to the Dolphins to play in that cold weather. The over and under 42 because they were playing in a blizzard. T and Bombo both took the Bills to smash the Dolphins' ass. And what happened? Guys, go ahead and recap that game for me because obviously you guys picked it. Well, the game was a lot closer than we really thought it was. Um, you know, it came down to the last, uh, you know, kick of the game. And, you know, I mean, hats off to the Dolphins the way they played. But, you know, the minus seven and a half, it just didn't work out the way we thought. But if you just talk straight up, Bombo and I both took it straight up and, and we both called that one. And it hit the over too, correct? Right. And we both took the under. Right. Okay, man. Yeah. So good job, guys. I mean, hey, you know, in a snowstorm, they're not going to be able to throw the ball. They threw the shit out of the ball, both teams. So, yeah, man, I, I get it. You know, but then you guys took Lions at the Jets and Jets minus one. Sweet T was on the Lions. Jets was on Bombo with Zach Wilson as the starter. Did you know when you took this pick, Bombo, that Zach Wilson was a starter? No, they ruled out White Mike on Thursday morning. Yeah, see, that's what I was going to say, too. This is probably <laughs> before that. So, yeah, you got a little duped on that one. You got boned on that one, bro. So, yeah. Because they don't even know if White Mike's going to play this week. I know. But, yeah, T, T, you came up on that one. You took the Lions. They couldn't do anything the whole game, and they ran some misdirection and pulled this guy in this tight end that's never caught a ball. You ran like <laughs> yards or something, man, and won the game. And almost tripped on his own dude going into the end zone. But all right, and the over and under didn't hit, right? Or did it? No. 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 And we took yeah. the under. You guys took the under and it went over? 20 to 17, 37 under. Yeah, 20 to 17. The Jets just basically have no offense with Zach Wilson. I took and the over because like I thought tw- White Mike was playing. <laughs> and I think that it probably would have if my, White Mike was playing. But I think the thing, too, and what I noticed in the game is just watching the game that I watched, because I watch every game. Fuck, I got to stop that. I got to sleep. Is there's no energy with Zach Wilson. These guys are, they play for Mike, quit calling him that, Mike White. I was <laughs> we got to start calling him his real name. But, all right, guys. Yeah, so T came up on that one. All right, then you guys took the Giants at Washington. Washington minus seven, another fucking close game. Giants ended up not losing by more than seven. 
both you guys were on the Washington hype train for that one. So both you guys took it in the arse on that one. Right? Little recap, guys. What do you guys think when you guys were picking those games? Um, yeah, that Giants-Washington was a toss-up. I remember, I mean, if you rolled the tape back, I was asking how much would it cost? Like, how, what's the uh, line on the tie? I'll take the tie on that one. But Dude, Washington, it almost would have hit a tie again. I know. <laughs> you know, if there wasn't that stupid fucking... Did he, okay, I'm, let's just throw this. Did, did you guys see at the end of the game when they got that illegal formation penalty? Yeah. Do you see the wide receivers? They line up and they point at the ref. Am I okay? Mm-hmm. And the ref gave him the you're good. Mm-hmm. And then the ref's standing there like with his hand like if he was a Western gunslinger. <laughs> yeah. right? He was, dude. Watch it. And as soon as that ball was snapped, wham, he pulled that thing out, man. But right before Why that, he gave him a thumb up. The guy? Yeah. He gave him the thumb up twice. Had, what was that? The ref got paid. Right. Mm-hmm. Something was up there, dude, because they were on the one-yard line. I mean, yeah. I don't know. That was a little bit weird to me, man. But it was a, it was a good game. I mean, I, I was sort of a little bit bummed it was on the Sunday night slate. Or, you know, it was a Sunday nighter, right? Yeah. So I was like, fuck, it's going to be crap. It was decent. It was decent. NFC East, cold weather football. It was all right. So I think just recapping overall again, you know, you guys are have 12 games under your belt. And Bombo, you're sucking ass, bro. You're five for 12, dude. You know what I mean? I would love it if I was your bookie right now. <laughs> I'm just saying that. You know what I mean? So, Putting T, 9 for 12, not bad for a guy who's just picking because of colors. You know what I mean? I like the color of their jerseys or I like it's their, their helmets or something. I switched to the mascots. You know, before I was unavailable last week, I was rolling 6 for 9. So, you know, I would have had to went, you know, perfect to catch up with T because T had a little bit of a lead from the first week. So, yeah, good job, guys. So we're going to go ahead and talk about our matchups for this week. And remember, guys, this is just, you know, what we think. This is, don't go out and put the, you know, the house rent money and all that shit on there. And then the old lady has to smack you around because you was listening to Double I Show and I, I put the <laughs> rent money on this one. Don't do it, guys. This is just for fun. If you want to put something on there, put a buck. Put 10 bucks. You know what I mean? Something that ain't going to hurt you. Well, 10 bucks don't hurt you. But we're going to go with our first matchup of the week. It's going to be Philly at Dallas. This line opened up at, I think I want to say, one and a half. Dallas minus one and a half. And when they started looking at what was going on with Jalen Hurts, boom, it ballooned up to six and a half. So I think that everyone sort of knows they're going to be conservative with Jalen Hurts. Philly versus Dallas minus six and a half. Sweet tea. Who do you got? You know, I know everybody's really kind of high on Minshew and everything, and I do think he's going to probably fill in and be pretty good. But I got to go with Dallas on this one. You know, their run defense is sus, but their secondary is really good, really strong. Uh, Their pass protection is very strong. You know, that pass rush is really strong. So I really got to like Dallas in this one. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take Dallas for sure. Okay. All right, good enough, man. Philly versus Dallas. Dallas minus six and a half. Bombo, who you liking? So I got Philly as one of the, probably the one or the two, either one or two best offense in football right now. And I think that if you remove Jalen Hurts, that's a big blow. But they're not just throwing, I mean, we've talked him up already. 
They're not just throwing anybody back there. I think Gardner Minshew is a serviceable backup, and he can command the number one or number two offense in the league uh, to better than being a six and a half dog to Dallas. I think that, you know, I'm high on Philly in this game. Uh, they're definitely, I just don't see Dallas being a six and a half point favorite over this Philly team, regardless of what the quarterback situation is. They're prepared for this. Philly is well coached and these guys are playing for that coach and it's a rivalry game. Go ahead and give me Philly. I love it. I'm not just a rivalry game. This is a divisional game. They hate each other. And now Philly is in a position to be the best team in football. And you know what? We're going to roll in there with our backup quarterback. And you know what song they're going to be singing, guys? That's what's going to happen to Gardner Minshew. He's going to get carried off on his shoulders, dude, for winning the game. He's going to blow him out. Blow them out. I'm taking Philly on the money line. I don't even want the points. I'm taking Philly on the money line to win. All right. Philly with a big win. All right, guys. Now, the over and under on that game is a little bit high. Obviously, if you have Jalen Hurts out, I think Philly's defense is really good. Just as good, if not better, than Dallas's defense overall together. You know, I'm not like T. I, I just look at the overall defenses. I'm not worried about run D or pass D. They're going to give up chunks either way because they're both our offenses are good. But the over and under is 46 and a half. Which way you lean in, Bombo, over or under that 46 and a half? Well, if I was gambling, I'd take the over just because of the potential. The shootout potential outweighs the defensive dogfight potential of these two teams. And when it comes down to it, what the fans want to see, what wants to see is Philly and Dallas going touchdown for touchdown. I think it's set up that way. As cliche as it might be, give me the over 46 and a half. Sweet tea, 46 and a half, over or under? I'm going to go with what Bombo was just saying. I would take the over on that one. And for me, it's really because of the fact that Dallas's offense, they really score a lot of points. I mean, they're the number one scoring offense since Dak came back. I'm uh, not saying that Dak is the greatest quarterback in the world, but they're efficient and they put up a lot of points. So, yeah, give me Dallas um, and give me the over. Yeah, no. It just seems so obvious to me that I'm just going to go ahead and go with the under guys. I think Philly's defense is going to be the one that's really going to show up to back up Jalen Hurts, and they're going to shut down Dallas' D. I think I should have picked one of those guys as my must-sits of the week anyway, but I'm going to take the under 46 and a half. So I got to catch up some ground on you guys a little bit anyway, even though we don't keep track of that. But our next game we're talking about, guys, is this team's hot. They're on the road at Carolina. The Detroit Lions minus three versus Carolina. Bombo, who do you got? Lions minus three at the Panthers. So it's no secret that the Lions on the road are not the exact is not the same team that they are at home. More importantly, Jared Goff is not the same on the road as he is at home. But I think he may have got that monkey off his back last week at the Jets, where they put up a great effort against a really good defense. That's what the Panthers aren't. So the Panthers do not have a really good secondary. Their run defense is suspect. They got a couple of pass rushers, but I think Detroit can do enough not only to beat them, but to also cover. I got the Lions over the Panthers. All right, T, Lions minus three and a half at the Panthers. 
I'm still riding that Lions train. I've been going all in on the Lions for the last several weeks, and I've been winning with them for the last several weeks. And until proven otherwise, I'm going to keep rolling with these guys. Now, to Bombo's kind of what he was saying earlier, let me just throw this out there. Jared Goff is not the same on the road. We understand that. But what's the one thing that's helped Jared Goff over the last two weeks? Probably won't even uh, get it, guys. But I'm going to throw this little nugget out there. In the last two games, he has not been sacked once. And when he's not sacked, and he's not under duress. He makes some really good throws. He's probably top five to top 10 when he's not under duress in the league. So they're protecting him and he, they're playing really well. So for me, it's got to be the Lions. All right, man. Yeah, no. So great pick, T. I think, you know what, man, just to make up some ground and just because it doesn't make sense again. I mean, I like the way Carolina's playing under Sam Darnold. I think they're just limited. They did the fire sale. They got rid of a lot of their guys. But I think they can pull one out. And I think at home for Christmas, Carolina Christmas, Merry Christmas, Carolina, I'll take the points at home to the home dog. I'll take Panthers. Now, the over and under here, I don't know if weather's affecting the what's going to happen here. I haven't looked at the weather outlook, but they got the number slated at 40.5. Over or under 40.5, sweet T. Who do you got over the under 40.5? I'm probably going to go with the under on this one. The fact that, uh, you know, Goff on the road doesn't really score high like he does inside of a dome at home. Uh, weather, all that type of stuff in there. Yeah, give me the under. Bombo, 40.5, over or under. Lions at Panthers. I think for the Lions to maintain this, uh, this playoff push and the momentum that they have right now, they're going to have to put up a lot more points. They have to show that they have an offense that can hang with any offense in the NFC. Uh, so something's telling me to go towards the over with Lions being a good chunk of that over. Give me the over 40.5. Yeah, I'm thinking the same way. I think it's just going to, I, I could see like a 24-17, 24-21 game. And I'm looking at the over pretty easy there. So over the 40.5 for two of us, one of us looking at the under. Next game we're going to talk about, guys, is the Packers at the Dolphins. Dolphins back at home after three tough games. So they went through their fucking bad road stretch that they said everyone was just, they were going to fail everyone, and they sort of did, but they, they didn't get blown out of really any games. So I really liked what the Dolphins showed. They got to get on track here. They're playing the Packers, who the Packers are a little bit hot. They think they can do it if they can run out their schedule. Packers at the Dolphins. Dolphins minus four and a half. Bombo, who you got? Four and a half? Or the Packers getting the points? So I think this is a lot closer than Vegas is calling it and probably the closest out of all of the matchups that we've gone over. Um, but when it comes down to it, I think that the Dolphins' offensive weapons, uh, they're, just, they're just superior to what the Packers are putting out there on the field right now. I think A.J. Dillon being in concussion protocol really limits what they can do on the ground as far as keeping the ball away from the Dolphins on offense. So it might just be for a little bit, maybe score for score, rather that be three or six, going back and forth. I just think the Finns have more firepower. Uh, so I would say, you know, are they four and a half point better than the Packers? I would say so. I'm thinking somewhere along the lines of 27-20 Dolphins. T, Packers, 
at Dolphins. Dolphins back at home, minus four and a half. Who do you got? Oh, I got to take the Dolphins on this one. You know, they had a really tough uh, three-game road trip. Uh, they lost all three. The only blowout that they really had was against the Niners, and that's understandable because the Niners are just a juggernaut. They had two close games, one against the Chargers. That game against the Bills really showed a lot of heart and determination from that team that they could have won that game. Right on. I got the Dolphins too, man. I'm just going to say the Dolphins minus four and a half in this one. I think they should just cruise to a big win here. Maybe double the total, 35-17, 35-21, something like that. But I think it should be pretty easy as long as the weather isn't a factor, and I don't think it is. But that point total being one of the highest of the week out on the board there, 49 and a half. What do you think, guys? Do you think they're going to hit that over? T, you're up first, over, under, 49 and a half, sweet tea. I'm going to go ahead and throw my coconuts out there. I'm going to say that I'm going to take the over on this one. You know, both teams can sling the ball. Both teams can put up points when they want to. Uh, the Packers, not as much this year. But those Finns can easily put up 30-something points on the on the board very easily. And I really think that, yeah, that's a good, strong possibility. So I'm going to go ahead and take the over on this one. Bombo, over, under, 49. So I'm going to throw the coconuts out there in the opposite way and go and take the under just because I think both of these coaches sometimes try to overcomplicate offense and it may turn into a battle of the two smartest guys in the room turning into a really dumb matchup and they'll just probably try to play clock control against each other. I think there will be some points scored, but it just won't be the shootout that we were expecting. Like same thing that we were expecting with the Chargers. If anything, this is kind of the exact same game with just less talent on the Packers side of the ball. So give me the under on that. It's going to be similar to that Chargers game. You know, I think a big factor of this is the way that the Packers can play without A.J. Dillon. He's in concussion protocol. At the time of this recording, if he doesn't play, I think it's going to be hard for them to score. And I could see even, you know, Miami putting up 31 and maybe the Packers only putting up 10 or 14 points. You know, because I just think their offense is going to get stagnant and pretty predictable. So I'm liking the under as well. I'm going under there. I just don't think somehow it's going to work out. I think one of the teams is going to score a lot of points and then just throttle down, and the other team's just going to suck ass. So we'll see which one it is. I'm taking the under. So right on, guys. Great picks again this week. It is our Merry Christmas week. To close out our show today, we're going to give each one of us a little bit of closing thoughts here. Go ahead, Sweet Tea. You're up first. Your closing thoughts. Merry Christmas. All right, so I want to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas. And I want to say Happy Hanukkah to all of our Jewish listeners that are currently uh, celebrating Hanukkah. And hey, guys. I just want to say thank you to both of you around this Christmas time to say that I appreciate both of you. And, you know, we've had just a great time doing this show. Uh, it's It's been fun so far. And we've got a couple more weeks of playoffs to kind of go through. But it's just been great. And, uh, yeah, I'm just very uh, happy and grateful for the both of you guys. All right. I'm just expecting my gift in the mail. Cause I don't know if I'm going to see you before then, but appreciate you, T. Bombo. Closing thoughts. Merry Christmas. 
keeping it in the season and the Christmas spirit. I uh, just want to let everybody know uh, here at the island, we are fantasy, you know, two percenters. It's 98% of everything is fantasy. 2% goes to everything else. Part of that 2% is Christmas time. So little piece of advice out there to the Islanders. I know that we're going to have games on Saturdays. There's going to be a few games on Sunday. Uh, but allow your family some FaceTime. Like be present, be in the moment. We don't have these moments all the time, especially if you're one of those families that does your celebrating on Christmas Eve. You know, there's going to be a lot of games full slate. You got your phone in your pocket. You got the app. And if you're like me, you probably think, if I'm not watching this, these guys are not going to go off. Or the only reason why these guys are going off is because I'm watching it. I'm usually stuck somewhere in the middle. But sometimes as a fantasy fan, as, a, as an avid player, you get pleasantly surprised when you have your phone in your pocket for like a good hour and you're having some good conversation. And the next time you check your alerts, you notice, hey, I'm up by like 60 points. So give yourself a little Christmas present. You know, try to keep your head out of your screen for just a little bit of time because your family probably has missed you for the past 16 weeks. I know mine's missed me for the past 16 weeks. So be in the moment. There's always tomorrow, but you're not going to get these moments back with the fam. So Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays. Peace. I think the biggest thing for me, guys, is again, Merry Christmas to everybody out there, to all our listeners. Merry Christmas, each one of you and your families. You know, I hope that the day is filled with happiness and as less stress as possible. I know some people stress out, especially younger ones, because all the toys and all this shit going on. I remember those days. But um, guys, just remember, you know, really what Christmas is about. And that's what I want to mention is that it's about family. It's not about gifts. It's not about anything else. It's about spending time with family. And you know what? Bombo's right. The reality is, is sometimes it's just screwed, guys. And, you know, we have to change our schedules up because of these things. And family does sometimes overtake that. You know, when you set your lineup in and guess what? It's going to be like another Christmas present when you open it up the next day or later on that night and look at your score. So just keep that at least in perspective there. And remember, family first. Merry Christmas to all. From the Double I Fantasy Show, we are out. Yeah.